the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. We are here every weekday at this time to share the good news of Jesus and to lift up His name to this city. No matter if you are listening right now from your car or at home or in your place of work, we believe that today's sermon from Pastor Dudley will be a blessing to everyone. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message. So he walks all the way across the wire. He walks all the way back and everybody claps because he did it. Even though some of you doubted. Come on, let's clap for the guy. He did a good job. Second day, he gets up there with a blindfold. It's a really big blindfold. And he asks the question again. How many of you believe I can walk across this wire with my eyes closed? Raise your hands if you believe he can do it. Okay, some of you, some of you don't. And so, for all you skeptics out there didn't raise your hand, guess what? Blindfold. He walks all the way across and he walks all the way back and everybody claps. They just couldn't. Come on, come on. The third day, he gets up there with the wheelbarrow. He gets up there with the wheelbarrow. And he asks a question. How many of you believe I can push this wheelbarrow across this thing? Everybody raised their hand. I've seen him walk across there twice now. And then he said, all right, who'll get in the wheelbarrow? And everybody's hand went down. And the story, is, the story is told, and I believe it to be true, that there was a little girl who climbed up in that wheelbarrow and sat in there, and he pushed that little girl all the way across and all the way back, and everybody clapped for that little girl. And somebody asked the little girl, how in the world could you get in that wheelbarrow? She said, it was easy. That man's my father. And so it's one thing, it's one thing for you when I ask, how many of you believe in Jesus? And you all raise your hand. Yeah, I believe in Jesus. And then I ask, all right, who'll get in a wheelbarrow? And most of your hands will go down. Because to become a Christian does not mean that you have a head knowledge of Jesus. It means to believe in Jesus means that you're putting your entire life in His hands. You're trusting Him with everything you have. That's what it means to believe. Number two is to repent. That word is in the Bible. If you want to go to heaven, if you want to get here, you're going to have to repent. Now, I have it right here on the board This is Luke chapter 13, verse 3. 
These are the words of Jesus himself. These are not my words. Don't be mad at me. These are his words. Jesus said, unless you repent, you too will all perish. So Jesus says, if you don't repent, you are going to end up in hell. So if I were you, I'd want to know what that word means. And the word repent, if you look at me for a second, the word repent just simply means to turn your life over to God. I have three little S's, I call them. Sin, write this down, sin, self, and Satan. Uh Uh-huh. Sin, self, and Satan. And here you are right here. I'm going to draw a picture of you. This is you right here. You appear many times on this board. But here you are, and Jesus says, and you're living, you're living this direction. See the arrows? You're not living for God. You're not living for Jesus. You're living for yourself. You're living a life of sin. You're living a life of Satan. And, and you're, you're living this direction. The word repent means to turn around. That's what the word means. Do an about face. And now, you see the, see the arrow you're going now? And so it means that you're living a life of sin, you're living a life of self, you're living for Satan. The word repent means you're going to turn from yourself, turn from sin, turn away from Satan, and instead of living for sin, self, and Satan, now you're living for God. And if you'll live for God, one day you'll end up in heaven. That's the word repent. The third word, write this down, is the word confess. You've got to confess. And uh, there are several types of confession. One, where the Bible says you're to confess your sins to one another. Have you ever heard that? Confess your sins to one another. What that means, it doesn't mean that I show up at your house and tell you all the sins I've ever committed. It doesn't mean that you come down here and tell the church all the sins you've ever committed. Number one, we don't have that much time. But what it does mean is if you, if you stole something from someone or you lied about someone or you gossiped about someone and you realize you did wrong, you're supposed to go to that person and make amends and you confess that to that person. That's what that means. There is a confession of sins when you repent. There's a little bit of you're living a life of sin and you, you're going to turn your life over to God. And so there's, there's a confession to God where you turn, you say, God, I'm sorry. You feel contrite. But you don't, you don't just say, God, I'm sorry for these sins and keep doing the sins. That's not true confession of sins to God. True confession of sins in the, in the realm of repentance is where you say, God, I'm sorry that I've, I've sinned against you and I, I will not... I will not do that again. And then you turn and you start living for God. So there's a confession in there. But this confession in Romans chapter 10, if we put it up on the screen, it says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord 
and you believe in your heart, not in your mind, because you can have a head, a head knowledge isn't going to get you anywhere. You have to get this in your heart. Like you know this deep within you that God raised Jesus from the dead. And if you, if you confess with your mouth uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says you will be what? Saved. Did you know that you're supposed to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord in order to be saved? And so I want you to write that down. Confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Now, what is the word Lord? I want you to write that down. It means the word king. What's the next word? Ruler. And the next word? Master. That's what the word king means, Lord means. Okay? And so, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, what does that make you? Makes you a servant. Makes you a subject. It makes you a slave. Okay? You're basically, to confess Jesus is Lord means that you are acknowledging that He is in control of your life. And that your job here on this earth is to do whatever He asks you to do. Because He's in charge, not you. He's the boss. He's the boss, not you. He, he is in the control tower. He is the pilot of your life. That's what it means to make Jesus Christ your Lord. Now, you see this guy right here? I want want to tell you who that guy is, all right? I use this as a story to tell you the difference because there is a difference between Jesus being your Savior versus Jesus being your Lord. Because the truth is, most of you want Jesus to save you. You just don't want Him in charge of your life. You want Jesus to keep you out of hell. You you want fire insurance. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to go to hell. Oh, okay, well, I, I, I got to go give my life to Jesus. Okay, Jesus, I believe in you because so, I don't want to go to hell. You, all, all you basically want is fire insurance. And yes, Jesus died on a cross to keep you out of hell. And he, de- he gave you all those things to keep you out of there. But he wants to be, far, he wants to be your Lord. So my, this is my analogy. This is the guy who's in, he's in, he's in quicksand. That's, that's quicksand right there. And when you're in quicksand, you, you, you're, you're going to sink and you're going to die. And uh, this guy, he hollers at the top of his lungs. He hollers, help, help. And you, now you're down here. You're down here and uh, you're, you're on a, you're walking. You're on a walk with the dog. Okay. I need to give you arms. Okay, so you're there. And you have really big ears. You have big ears. 
And you hear, you hear this, help! And, and you hear it, it's coming from over here. So you start to run as fast as you can run. And you, man, you run, you're, you were a track star in high school, and you get over there, and uh, you get over there, and you can see right when you get there, he comes up with one finger, he goes down, he comes up, he's got two, he goes up, this is it, this is the third time. He's going down, he's going to die. And at the last split second, you find a branch over here and you throw the branch over there and he reaches out and he grabs it and you pull him out of that quicksand. And he runs over to you and he says, thank you for saving me because you saved him from quicksand and you saved him from dying. And he shakes your hand. He says, thank you. And then he turns and he goes about his life. You never see him again and he never sees you again. But for the rest of your life, you will always be his savior. So Jesus saves us on the cross. He will always be our savior. But here's how this story goes. There's a guy in quicksand. He's getting ready to drown. He hollers help. You hear him. You run up there. You find the branch. You throw it right at the last second. He reaches out. You pull him out of there. He runs over to you and he says, thank you so much for saving me. Then he falls to his knees. And he says, I just want you to know because you've saved me here today. I will do anything in the world for you. You want me to carry your books to school? I'll carry your books to school every day. You want me to wash your car? I'll wash your car every single week. You want me to do your laundry? I'll do your laundry. You want me to mow your yard? I'll mow your yard. Well, your, your wish is my command. You saved me. I'm here. I will serve you all the days of my life because I wouldn't be here if you hadn't saved me. And see, that's the difference between Jesus being your Savior and Jesus being your Lord. He saves you on the cross. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for dying on that cross, paying the penalty for my sins. But more than that, he wants you to fall to your knees and he wants you to say, dear Jesus, because you saved me, I will serve you all the days of my life. That's what he wants. Number four is baptism. Now, I do not have time to go over the first three sermons. I've already taught you so much about baptism if you missed any of the three go back to liftupjesus.com liftupjesus.com and you can watch those three sermons online but acts 238 paul the apostle says that you need to do two things for two reasons write these down it says in acts 238 that you need to repent write that down we already know what that word means and you've got to be baptized. And we already know what that word means because we've talked about it for the last three weeks. Amen? And you've, you know what baptism is. You've seen it, and I've explained it to you. But the Bible says in Acts 2.38, if you repent and you're baptized in the name of Jesus, two things happen to you. Number one, your sins are forgiven. Ding 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 ding
We've all sinned. Sin separates us from God. The wages of sin is death. Jesus died on the cross for my sins. But if I repent and I'm baptized into his name, all of my sins are forgiven. Amen? And number two, the second thing that happens to you is you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit at that moment. Someone told me this last week they were, they were arguing or having a discussion like, when does the Holy Spirit, when do, when do I get the Holy Spirit? And, and they came to some of the sermon, they said, so you're telling me it comes when you're baptized? And so they went and did all this research and they came back with 20 pages of information. And it had all different kinds of things like, when does the Holy Spirit come upon us? And uh, again, we've looked at this the last three weeks. My friend said, well, let me just explain it to you this way. When Jesus was baptized, and we looked at this in Matthew chapter 3, when Jesus was baptized, as soon as Jesus came up out of that water, the dove descended upon him in the form of the Holy Spirit. And he said, if, if that's when the Holy Spirit came down when Jesus was baptized, that's good enough for me. But Acts 2.38 says that if you repent and you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, your sins will be forgiven and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That comes from Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And write this down. The fifth one is the word faithful. And all five of these things are things that God expects you to do because they're all in the Bible. Now the question is, do I have to do all five of them? Well, I think they're all connected. I do know that you can't really take any of them out. I'll explain. Let's say you're going to, we have 700 people going to get baptized this weekend. All right? And maybe today... Again, if you're here today and you decide to do it today, you can join them. But does it do you any good to be baptized? You're going to come and you're going to do step four. But you really don't believe that Jesus is the Christ. You don't believe in Jesus. You just want to get baptized. Does your baptism do you any good? It does you no good whatsoever. Well, what if I believe? Preacher, I believe in Jesus. But I've, I've never repented. I, I'm going to just keep living a life of sin. I believe, but I'm going to keep living a life of sin. I'm going to keep living for myself. And really, honestly, I'm kind of in partnership with the devil here. I'm just going to serve him. Does your belief do you any good? No. The Bible tells us that the devil believes. The Bible says that the devil, more than all of us put together, the devil believes in God. And the devil believes in Jesus. But the Bible says that the devil believes and he shudders. He shakes. So, again, if I say, how many of you believe and you raise your hand? I believe. Well, so does the devil. What's the difference between you and the devil? Well, the devil has never repented. 
The, rev- the devil has never repented. So I say to you, yes, you have to believe it. Yes, you have to repent as well. And then, then the Bible says, according to Romans 10, you've got to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I will tell you, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ and you've turned your life over to Jesus and you're willing to name him as the Lord of your life, you'll be baptized in a heartbeat. And then you'll begin to live your faithful life. Well, what happens if I believe, I repent, I'm going to confess today, and I'm going to be baptized, but I don't want to live a faithful life. I'm just going to, I, I don't need to live for God. Well, then I question whether or not you are a true believer and whether or not you've truly repented and whether or not you've really actually made this confession that Jesus Christ is Lord. When I say I try to talk you out of it, and I'm speaking to all 700 of you, and I'm speaking to, I'm just telling you right now, we got about 2,200 people in this room right now. You should not, do not be baptized today. Don't, don't come out here and be baptized if you're not a true believer. And if you're not willing to repent and confess, you don't need to be baptized today. Now, listen carefully. There are, don't, I don't want to confuse anybody, there are not five steps to salvation. There are not five steps. There's only one step. I want you to write this down. There's only one step. Only one step. And that is to put your faith and trust in who? In Jesus. That's the step. Only one step. I can't, I can't, I won't argue with you because there are verses that talk about believing. There are church verses that talk about repenting. And there are churches that talk about confessing. And there's verses that talk about being baptized. And there's verses that talk about being faithful. Why are they in the Bible? Well, I'll tell you why. Because in this situation, there are people there who do not believe. So the Bible addresses that. In this situation, there are people who believe, but they've never repented. So Jesus addresses that situation. In this situation, there are people who believe, but they've never really named Jesus as the Lord of their life. So he talks about confessing. In this situation, there are people that have never been baptized, so he addresses that situation. And in this situation, there are people who are unfaithful, and so he addresses that. But there aren't five steps. There are only one step. They are all connected, but there's only one step, and that's for you to surrender your life and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That's it. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. 
We have a special gift for everyone listening today to help with your daily Bible reading. It's our Anchored Journal, a complete 365-day Bible reading guide and journal that will help you stay connected to God's Word throughout the coming year. It works with any version of the Bible you are currently reading. The Anchor Journal comes in a choice of colors and can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as simple as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. You won't want to miss out on this limited time offer, so be sure to call right now. Our number again is 888-818-4777. The Anchor Journal can also be found on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Get yourself anchored to God's Word with your personal anchor journal today. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, one thing. These Scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today. And get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.